Hello and welcome to another episode of Insights. Uh, this is going to be the first one to kick off a new program called the e-commerce playbook. And in this episode, we're going to be looking at how you can grow your online e-commerce store without having to re-platform and without having to invest lots of money to acquire technology you might already have. Replatforming. So it seems to be a bit of a buzzword at the minute. A lot of people um, talk on LinkedIn um, and social media about their replatforming from one system to another. Um, I've had the fortune of speaking to a few e-commerce managers and they're telling me that they're replatforming because um, they're worried about the platform itself, they're worried about the fact that their sales have dropped or um, they believe that replatforming is going to help them um, move higher up in the sort of search rankings or make their cost per click with paid media uh, cheaper. Um, but a lot of them, the, the majority is saying that um, it's because their conversion rate and their average order values, their, their total sales over the year have started to drop. So replatforming is obviously the answer. Well, I mean to tell you it's not the answer. Replatforming isn't going to wave a magic wand and solve all of your woes with your e-commerce store. Um, it would be like assuming that putting the engine on your 50cc uh, motorbike into a Formula One car is all of a sudden going to give it the performance of a Formula One car. It's not because the engine, the core of it, is still lacking. It's not right. It's not fit for purpose. Um, and a website, the core of the website, whether it's Magento, whether it's Adobe Commerce, whether it's Shopify, whatever platform you're on, the core functionality of it isn't necessarily what's holding back your sales. All these platforms will list products, will show products, will have a basket, will have a checkout, payment facilities and, ship it and shipping facilities. It's the structure, it's the content, it's the, the front of the website, what your customers are seeing that's probably holding you back. And actually, if you address that side of it, you're probably going to see healthy conversion rate, healthier average order values, um, lower bounce rates, more customer acquisition, and ultimately a much more successful store against your own targets. Um, so for any business that uh, is running an e-commerce store that's feeling that they might need to re-platform, or they're getting a bit concerned about a drop in sales. Our advice and actuate is always to go back to the beginning and work out where you are now, create a plan. So um, you need to um, document this in any way, whether it's a spreadsheet or, or in a pad, but how many visitors are you getting at the minute? What is your average order value? What's your add to basket value? So a lot of um, clients we've had, the one thing they're not tracking is add to basket. They're only tracking conversion rate, but add to basket is a, a major one to be tracking. And then conversion rate. Um, how many people, the reason why we look at add to basket is how many people are actually adding that product to their basket in the first place. A lot of people will, might be tracking this in terms of abandoned carts, um, but I think it's too late to be tracking at that point. Abandoned carts is a good metric to track, but if there's a problem with the product page, it's going to be the add to basket metric that's going to show you this, not the abandoned cart. The abandoned cart can tell you something 
wrong further down the line. And if you can address the issues further up that chain earlier in the customer's journey, it's going to help. So once you've got where you are now, note in another column where you want to be. So in a year's time, what, how many visitors do you want to be getting? How, what's your average world value? Your add to basket rate, conversion rate. And the easy way to work this out is work out how much you want to turn over next year. And then from that, you'll see how many um, customers you need to convert. If there's not enough traffic, what do you need the traffic to be to hit that value? Um, if the if the conversion rate at that value isn't really going to cut it, is it a case that we need to look at average order value to increase the amount of money that you're getting from each transaction? And then do the same again for two years and three years. Essentially work it back. Um, it's the same thing you do in business when you're working out your your business plan and your cash flow projections. You, you, you come up with a figure that you want to achieve and then work back from it. Um, and what's it, what this is going to tell you is that um, where your focus needs to be over the next year, is it um, focusing on the add to basket value? Is it focusing on conversion rate or is it focusing on visitors? Because if you need more visitors to your website, a new platform is not going to solve that. Um, there might be issues with the website that's preventing it from being indexed effectively with Google. It might be that actually you, you've not done any search engine optimization yet and you need to. It might be that you're in a very noisy place, a very noisy marketplace, and actually you need to do some paid marketing to help cut through the noise and get to the top and get in front of your desired customers. It might even be that Google Shopping is going to be something that you need if you're not already doing it. Once you've got them to the site, the first thing we need to be doing is understanding what are their, what are their needs and what's your offer and does it match if not that's the first place to start understanding what the objections that your customers are going to be having when they visit your website can alleviate so many problems so um something as simple as um I'll, I'll, google will index product pages now which is fantastic so you land on a product page you've got one product it's not quite right but it's close the customer's gone there out of curiosity the amount of websites we see that don't have related products or similar products. For me, it's key because it shows the customers that you have more in stock, you have a wider range, gets them browsing. It's like when you go to a, a physical store, you might go in for one thing, but as soon as something catches your eye, you start to browse. Um, and then um, sticking with the product page, um, what what objections have, can a customer have that's going to detract them from buying your product? So um, they might need it tomorrow. If you're not telling them on the product page about your delivery process, about your delivery rules, then that's going to be a, a, a quick way to lose them. Because if you offer next day, but you're not telling them on that page, they're not going to go searching. They're not going to go hunting. Um, so tell them that if you order before 3 p.m., you can get it tomorrow um returns if you're buying if someone's shopping on your site to buy a product as a gift um we don't always get it right the person we're buying a gift for might not like it um and they might want to return it so tell them what the returns process is and let them know that it's hassle-free it's painless it's going to help in that add to basket value 
imagery. The amount of the amount of e-commerce sites I see where there's just one image of a product doesn't build trust. It doesn't build confidence. So if you can get multiple pictures of your product to show it from different angles, to show it in, um, in different uses, to show it with a model if it's fashion or something like that, that's going to help massively. Um, are you running offers? The amount of websites we see again where the offers are only really ever talked about on the homepage. Um, talk about it on the product page. Um, get smart with your offers. Don't just run 20% off. Um, it might be Dave and uh, accountant's birthday. 20% off for Dave to celebrate Dave's birthday. Um, if you're in fashion, it might be it's fashion week. So it's 10% off. Um, or it might be the release of the, the Gucci film. X percent off. Um, the more you can make your offers tangible and relevant to the people that you're selling to, the more likely they are to believe them and, and engage with them. Um, we, culture's got a little bit switched on now to just blanket offers. Um, think about um, the, the content on the product page as well. So um, is it in stock? Is it out of stock? If it's out of stock, don't remove it from the website because... Google's index that page, leave it there, show them that it's out of stock, but have those related products to show them something similar that is actually in stock. Um, they know your product's out of stock, which means people must trust you, which means there's a degree of confidence there that other people have used you and they're happy, um, but that you've got a similar product, so all is saved. Reviews, out of stock products are great. If you've got positive reviews for an out of stock product, again, it's just going to build that confidence. And then when you get to a product that, that's similar that they do like, and again, they see these reviews from people, that's going to bolster them up. Um, don't hide your delivery information. So um, get it there on the product page. So talk about your next day. Talk about um, if it's two to three days. Talk about international. Um, if you're selling in the UK, Talk about what you're, how you're dealing with um, out of reach zones, so Highlands, Ireland. People in these areas know that there's, there's potentially going to be a higher cost. Let them know what it is. Remove the objection before they can have it. Um, clear pricing. Um, if you've got the ability to add something to your product or change the color, change the size, if the price is going to change, make it really clear. Don't hide it until they get to the basket. Um, make it really, make it nice and simple. What you're gonna find here is that by being transparent, by dealing with the objections, that add to basket value is gonna go up. Um, and for us, when we're dealing with our clients, we're looking at anywhere between six, seven and 10% on that kind of add to basket conversion rate. If we follow that path through, don't send your customers directly to the checkout. It's quite alarming. It's, it's it, it can feel desperate. It's almost like you've added the you've added the product. Get to the basket now. Um, pay and become a customer. What you really want to do is that is kind of recreate that process you've got when you're unloading your your basket in a real life shop. Is what have I brought? Have I missed anything? So having um, upsells on your basket for products that are frequently brought together is going to help. Um, have I added something too much to my basket? Have I forgot to take it out? 
just give them that kind of moment to pause and reflect on what that journey has been with yourselves. Um, and again, you can show them their, their, um, their delivery rate based on their country. Um, and you can just take away some of that fear. You can reinforce at this point the different payment methods you take. So, um, and it's something that, that I've missed on the product page. Like if you're offering Klarna or some kind of financing because your product's a bit of a higher ticket um, item, tell them on that page that they can spread the payment. If you're in fast fashion, let them know that you've got Klarna where you can spread it over 30 days or three months and you've got a quick return. Let them know. It's going to help them with that buying decision. Um, what I would say is try and make it, try and stay ethical when you're offering those kind of fast, fast, um finance options um it's something we'll cover in another talk but um obviously it's a growing market but just make sure you're doing right by your customers it's going to be another tip point that you care about them once they've moved from the basket to your checkout it doesn't have to be over complicated the same with the basket it doesn't have to be all bells and whistles beautifully designed crowded with loads of information and vice versa it doesn't have to be stripped back in very bare what you need to do is find that sweet spot of giving them the information they need um because at the end of the day it's not what the information you want it's the information they need to get them through from point a b and c through to the checkout so with the checkout make it really easy have an address lookup the amount of e-commerce sites that don't have an address lookup um it just takes that pain out for the customer. It just means, yeah, I found my address. I haven't had to type anything. You've saved me a couple of seconds. It's easy. Um, based on the address, also select what delivery method they're going for. So if it is before 3 p.m. and you've got free delivery, automatically select it. Don't make them click on it. Um, if it's international, automatically select it. Just make their life easy. Um, and don't and don't make them answer the same question more than once. So some stores we see um, will ask you to fill out your billing address and your shipping address. Now, granted, these are probably older platforms because new newer platforms don't don't tend to ask that as default. But make sure you're only asking for the data that you need and that, that is required for it. Um, don't block guests. Um, I see this so many times. Um, so many e-commerce managers are scared that they're going to lose that data if. They let a guest check out. With guests, you can ask them to set up an account afterwards. You can also send out uh, an email campaign to them three to five days after they brought, saying, if you liked it, sign up. You can introduce them to some kind of loyalty scheme if they're signing up and give them a reason to be a, a brand ambassador by signing up for an account to make it effortless next time they, that they, they buy with you. Um, make sure your delivery is clear. So... Don't just put £2.95 Royal Mail. Um, if it's Royal Mail and it's next day, say next day delivery via Royal Mail. If it's Royal Mail and it's two to three days, say that. Um, the other thing, given the time that we're recording this podcast, is you might, if you're not doing next day, if you're not doing guaranteed next day delivery, maybe put a little note on your checkout just to say that we are aware that um, delivery partners are experiencing um, delays with getting parcels out. Um, we aim to have your package with you within X amount of time. Um, cause it's not your fault that the delivery partners are slow. It's not really their fault because they're affected by staffing and by, by the virus. But 
it just shows that you're aware, which means that you're human, which means that they can build that connection again. They also know you're not you're not the ones mugging them off by the fact that it's it's been seven days for them to get a parcel. You're being upfront and honest about it. Let them check out. Um, and then confirm that order. There's nothing worse than placing an order through an e-commerce website and then you just get a thank you page that has nothing on there. Explain to them um, what they've ordered. Re reiterate what the delivery timescales are. Give them the options to sign up to an account if they're a guest. Um, get them to sign up to your newsletter. Want to stay up to date with the latest offers and product drops? Sign up here. These are all examples of things that you can do as an e-commerce manager without replatforming. You might need to get an agency involved to restructure a product page. Um, you might need a developer to restructure your basket page or your checkout page. But the investment you're going to find on that scale is going to be a lot less than what it's going to be if you're replatforming. The next thing then is to measure this. So once you've put all these changes in place, um, once you've strategized what you're going to do, measure this over the next two to three months because it isn't going to change overnight. Um, but just measure it, and then if it's still not if it's not increased again, rinse and repeat. Go back to the beginning. Right, what what we miss on the product page? Um, it might be that you bring in some low cost effective tools like Crazy Egg to see what your customers are doing as they're browsing your site, but. You can you can go around in these circles and, and fine tune the layouts, the information, the data, um, to a point where you get your kind of your add to basket rate up, you get your conversion rate up, and then you'll find that you'll get to the sweet spot of growth of, a, of achieving that two year plan, three year plan, without spending all that money on replatforming. Um, so I hope that's been helpful. I hope that gives. Uh, you listeners something to think about um i hope you feel enthused about going back and um not worried about having to spend loads of money on replatforming um but yeah go and have a look at your your sites look at those pages give it some love spend some time on addressing the needs of your customer um speak to your agency see what strategy they can see what insights they can give you and yeah um go and smash those goals and go and go and secure that target for the next year. Um, selfless plug, I run an agency. So if you want help with this, then um, you can jump on to www.actuate.agency, fill in our form. We can do a free audit and we can give you some of the uh, these insights to help you increase what you're doing and to help you be more successful. So thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel for future episodes and have a great time. Thank you.